Hey everybody and welcome to the podcast. I am your host Stephen Buja and joining me like he do is the one and only Alex Riviel. What's no. up folks? Hey hey, no no fancy name this week? No no flap. No, no. I have no terms to today. Hmm. I have no terms. That is not very endearing of you. Do you see what you see what we just did there audience? wordplay on this week's movie which is the 1983 best picture winner terms of endearment directed by james l brooks starring shirley mclean deborah winger jack nicholson and john lithgow alex mm-hmm. first the rundown of what's new with you what's new with you nothing it's <laughs> <laughs> nothing's new no i've had a pretty boring week i've just played the new tomb raider it came out a year ago <laughs> i uh, so, you know the yeah, old nothing. so the old tomb raider well, one I of watched uh, all, all 16 hours of Terms of Endearment. <laughs> I, uh... Terms of Endearment, yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, no, nothing nothing too crazy this week. Okay, well. What about you? Uh, well, it was uh, Thanksgiving. I had a lovely Thanksgiving. Uh, but more importantly, more to the point, I finally picked up uh, The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt. Ooh. And I must say, yes. it's fantastic. That game is something else. It's, it's uh, God, it's, it's one of those games where every side quest is is unique and, and amazing and the characters are wonderful and it's you'll get you're gonna you're gonna lose a good hundred hours of your life yeah i don't know game and yeah. you're gonna be happy i i hope so because i'm not sure if i have a hundred hours um no because i do want to i did I make this i definitely took like a month break <laughs> yeah. point, a couple months and i went back to it and i just got right back into it and trying to do all the other little the little quests and stuff but it's yeah a, absolutely fun. well uh well no it's because i don't have a hundred hours because and i announced this on a previous episode, <laughs> but due to technical difficulties, it was did not come out. But uh, for those of you who don't know me, who maybe don't follow me on Facebook or are not one of my you know dear close friends I see in real life, my wife and I are expecting our first child at the end of February. It's going to be a girl. Hey. Uh, got a couple super, months. Yeah, we're super excited. <laughs> Very excited. It did seem like, because we were talking about terms of endearment, that this would be the a good movie to say hey mothers and daughters daughters and and, and whatnot and um uh, both of us are really excited mortally terrified she's doing fine i'm uh, everyone's doing fine that's, that's, that's it's a, a good good deal of mortal more terror is that's that's a good thing that's you, you need a little bit of uh terror for the future <laughs> yeah <laughs> not crippling amount just just enough okay just enough You'll, of and just you, enough I, terror. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, just enough. So you're, yeah, but you're you're gonna be fine. It, the, for the first one, I've got two kids, but um, the first one is always terrifying. I mean, no matter how much you prepare, you cannot prepare for the concept of having a life <laughs> in your hands. Sometimes, literally. Um, so it's it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's a scary it's a scary thing. The, by the second one, you realize everything you did the first time was garbage. You you you're gonna be fine. There's nothing you know. Like the second one, you kind of just. They get they got a pass and you're not worried about anything because like eh, everything worked out. Yeah, Hopefully. they're not. <laughs> they're still alive. It's fine. Yeah, that's it's fine. fine. No matter. It doesn't matter what you did. They still yeah. made it. Yeah, but it, it it got me it got me thinking not necessarily about uh, you and me, Alex, but about our dear wives who mm-hmm. are going to have yeah daughters and, uh, and grown daughters. And this movie yes. just made it just. I just this movie made me feel so bad for them. Just <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually watched I watched this with my wife because she's she'd actually never seen it uh either. And um yeah, it was interesting. Um yeah, because this yeah, this is all about uh, a mother's daughter. It's all, it's really a story about about uh, Shirley MacLaine's character's uh daughter, played by Deborah Deborah Winger, and just basically her entire life. It's yeah. that's pretty much pretty much yeah. it. And it feels like an entire life. Oh, that you're watching on screen. Yeah, Boom. take uh, that 12 years, of, uh, you know, no, boyhood. Yeah, boyhood. That's entirely. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, I actually, I was thinking about boyhood a lot when I, when I saw this because they, they do a lot of jumping around times and it doesn't, well, we'll get into it more it, later, right. but it, it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about yeah. it. But, but, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah, but that's what pretty much it is. It's a very kind of, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's Vignette-ish. a comedy, it's a drama. Was it a it's, comedy? Uh, was it eh, parts? There, there are a couple. No, I'll, I'll give it. There are a couple of parts that are generally funny. There, okay. there are a couple of moments that are couple. Okay. Um, yeah. Jack Nicholson is funny enough. That's true. He always he, is. He's always. He, he he's always, always is. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Did did Sam ever, um, your wife ever look over you and just like roll her eyes at the and like comment on how like oh god I hope our daughters aren't like this or or anything like that. 
Oh, she actually liked Nicholson. Uh, <laughs> she was she commented on how uh, how attractive he was back then, which is funny. He's a weird kind of attractive, that dude. Yeah. Uh, no, but uh, not really so much about the. I don't know. She was, I think, more concerned about how the parents were dealing with the kids than anything. There's okay. some weird parenting on display in this movie, uh, to say the least. For sure. And, yeah, there's so many weird things about this movie. This is a strange movie. It, it it's, it's like. It's, it, it, definitely, it feels like a chick flick made by a guy, and it, it, it yeah. is. Which it is, which it absolutely but, is. Which it is. So it, it, that's I don't know. It's something yeah, weird well, about it. It's something off about it. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it was it was based on a novel, uh, Terms of Endearment, by the author Larry McMurtry. So it is like it's a very, yeah. it's a dude influenced chick flick, uh, which yeah, which is which which you know I hadn't thought about it, but it does kind of make sense. It's got this weird sort of it's got a weird gaze to it. It does, it? yeah. I can't, it kind of changes too throughout the film. It's like you never know. It, it's got like morals, I guess. Of like, it's like it tries, tries to tell some moral lessons throughout the course of the film, but then yeah. kind of abandons them and switches sides. And I, I don't. It yeah. doesn't really seem to know what it's getting at. I don't know. There is no real, you know, point. It, it, you could kind of see it as like just a snapshot of a life, right. but. I don't know. It's 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 a strange movie. It's it's kind of all over the place. Right. I think the, I think the point is parenthood. Ain't it crazy, yeah. yo? And that, and really, that's that's, that's about <laughs> it. Right, um... I guess so, but there's not much parenting. Like, there's not no. much parenting in this movie. It's it's all so it's, it's about you know. This, we, we see her. You know, we we see her at first. It starts all. It, the very first shot is Sean McClane worried that her her uh, daughter is dead. Right. Uh, she's got crib death. She's all. That's <laughs> it. She's dead. Yeah, she's telling yeah. her husband. He, uh, yeah. yeah. Which and I, completely yeah, unconcerned actually, about it. That's well. That's actually a thing. I mean, that's, that's definitely a thing when you're a parent. You're like, wait a minute, because you hear all those stories, you know, about right. you, you know your kid just laying down and dying one night, and so you'll you'll go and look and be like, wait a minute, are they breathing? You know, there's definitely that definitely happens. That's definitely a thing. Um, and I'm then you right, okay, okay. Like, I'm writing this down. Writing this down. Yeah, yeah. Right down. Thinking every once in a while, thinking your child is dead is a normal thing. Yeah, write that down. That's a fun one. Um, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. So I mean, it's there's a couple like moments like that. It's like definitely uh, it's like the part where the, the kids get croup, uh, the kid gets croup, and she's like caught doing that awful like barking seal cough. That is definitely a thing. And and the, the way she's in the bathtub with the steam, and that's that's something many parents, including me, have have uh, dealt with. So oh, I was wondering kind of, like, what they were doing. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. If, if your kid has the croup, you have humidity to... or something. Yeah, yeah. You have to use a. You can use a humidifier or put them in like a like a hot bath. You know, hot bath to steam out the room uh, to help with that cough, which sounds like the worst. And actually, my my daughter actually just got it again. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Two weeks ago. Yeah, a few. Yeah, so it's like the worst sound. It's like that kind of. It sounds like a seal. It sounds like she's a barking yeah. seal. No, no, it's like, <laughs> oh, it's like it's the worst, terrible. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so animal some, like, sounds here on Oscar Watch for you, yeah. folks. <laughs> My seal impression. Um, <laughs> so there's some fun. There's some fun, you know, parent moments that, that are like kind of like in jokes for parents there. But there's also like horrible parenting things where like you know kids like beating their beating their grandchildren or uh, um, oh. uh, grandmother beating her <laughs> smacking her on her grand, so, grandchild sma- for like, no reason. I, I, I commented last week when we reviewed the apartment how they that was like um, an unnecessary beating that the doctor mm-hmm. gave to wake up uh, wake up Shirley MacLaine and yeah. now Shirley MacLaine she slaps that kid so hard he falls he turns over and falls down like oh my god and she doesn't stop it's like I think she, I <laughs> Like is he overacting or did she just wail on him? <laughs> it's it's uh it's you know, yeah. she suffered as a child, that's what it was. What what one other thing I noticed because the film took place uh over the course of like the sixties and seventies, just mm-hmm. the kid was just like hanging out in the back seat. There's no uh, yeah. the 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 baby carrier that um Jeff Daniels has, like oh, yeah. uh, what that, the hell that, that baby carrier looked like a yeah, like a torture machine. Yeah, I don't want yeah, that. Like like that a piece of metal. That would not hold anything. No, <laughs> just, just like compl- a complete lack of seatbelts and safety equipment. It's like, no, nah, the baby will be fine. Let's yeah. hold them on our lap and we'll fly through our plate glass uh, front windows when we crash into a car. You know, of course, you know that's that's just the way it was. The way it was back in the sixties and seventies. Just yeah, so it's kind of a, the film is so strange though. So that's how it starts. It starts off like her as a baby, and then it, it does a little bit with her as a little child and a teenager. 
you know, and then it kind of jumps into to womanhood. But then the part which, when you know, when it's finally uh, Deborah Winger playing the child, it turn it it jumps. It still jumps years, and it just it yeah, never just, just feels play like it's like it goes all across like what fifteen years something around that. Uh, like the, 10, major- years. the majority of it takes place in the seven. I think most just most of the seventies. I think but it doesn't. It doesn't ever feel like time is passing in this movie. <laughs> it just all of a sudden there's like a next shot, and then there's like like so like. Shirley McLean's character is, is she comes like an uh, empty nester when her daughter leaves and she doesn't know what to do because her husband's been dead a long, long time. And uh, she's got the the weird neighbor played by Jack Nicholson who's always got these, these uh, you know, he's, he's an astronaut, which is hilarious. Uh, he's playing. I'm going to ask some questions about I'm going to have some questions about yeah. that when we get to it. Yeah. And and she's she's like constantly she's giving him looks across you know like like kind of like, oh who's this guy because he's always got like you know young women with him and he's drunk and all stuff and as soon as you see the character you're like all right they're hooking up at some point during this movie Obviously. that's gonna happen but it takes 15 years in in movie time it for does. that to happen for and he's got she's got like suitors that that apparently have just been hanging around her apartment for that whole time like there's Danny DeVito and a couple other guys that are just mm-hmm. like hanging around going to dinner parties at her apartment <laughs> waiting for her to make a decision on one of them for like 10 years like i mean they were i mean Sean McLean is all right don't you know get me, get me <laughs> yeah. wrong yeah. but <laughs> wait 10 years while she's swooning over the uh, the astronaut next door um there's yeah the time the the passing of time doesn't really work in this movie at all and they they make a couple like references like oh can you believe it's been you know eight years since this happened right. but it doesn't it, it's definitely not a boyhood where well, i mean i mean that's a you know that's a that's a different situation of course but it doesn't feel like any time has passed okay all right i'm, so, I'm still caught i'm still caught up on you saying like yeah sure mclean eh, whatever <laughs> She won an Oscar. I don't know if I, I, don't know if I wait. I don't know if I wait ten years for Shirley MacLaine. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but anyways, uh, as enlightening as that was, we are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the 1983 Academy Awards. So, we'll see. You. Thank you. This uh, this community. It, t- it took a long time to get the picture made, and this uh, community has been generous to this picture from long before it was made when uh, we were trying to get it done. I want to acknowledge my co-producers, Penny Finkelman and Martin Giroux. Uh My friends were unfailing through this thing because it was, it, was it, it was the kind of experience where you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have made it without your friends. Uh, I want to tell you that Deborah Winger worked on this picture in countless ways for about a year with as much as a person can give to a picture. Um, there was a lot about, you know, every studio turning it down. I, I think it's much more significant that a Hollywood studio made it and that Hollywood studio was flexible uh, and that the studio ended up happy that it made it. I think that's significant, too, that there was an audience for this picture. Uh, I want to thank Barry Diller and Michael Eisner, Frank Mancuso. Terms of Endearment picked up the 1983 Academy Award for Best Picture, given out in 1984, obviously. Uh, in addition, director James L. Brooks won Best Director, and he became, at the time, the fourth director to have won for his debut film. Uh, last, The last one was Robert Redford for the very similar ordinary people back in 1980 and would he would be followed by kevin costner in 1990 for dances with wolves and sam mendes in 1999 for american beauty boom didn't even have that written down i know that (laughs) know it that's what i'm doing (laughs) fun fact um director james l brooks received you know when he got he got best director Matt Groening sent him some photos some some fun some fun cartoons as sort of a congratulations gift James L. Brooks liked them, wanted him to make some stuff for the Tracy Ullman show that ended up being the prototype for The Simpsons. So, in a way, if anything good came out of Terms of Endearment, it's, oh it's The God. Simpsons. It's, oh, my it's, God. It, it, you it's, just blew my mind. It's at least the first 10 seasons of The Simpsons, and then you know the rest of the last 20 can of be last, debatable. Uh, but it, how much it's been 30 years. I think they're... I think they're, I think they're Who's renew- still watching The Simpsons? I don't know. I think they're... Yeah, it's renewed till 30. They're going to go to 30. But I don't, I don't know. It's, it's madness. I can't believe that. Fun yeah. fact for you. Uh, additionally, Shirley MacLaine did pick up Best Actress, which, yes. you know... Uh, oh. What are your thoughts on that? Yes, you think? That's uh, 
Uh, it's good. She's good. It's yeah, she's it's fine. a weird character. It's very she's weird character. You know, it's a yeah, yeah. It's a very you know female heavy female centric movie. Yeah, she, well, because she, she's she, playing she like you know it. a standoffish woman who who kind of opens up, which is like kind of that trope that you know the uh, the you know the, yeah. the the man who finally breaks down her walls and you know gets her to live a little kind of thing. So it's nothing too unique in that. But she's she's good in it. She's she's good. She, it's kind of interesting that she did beat out her castmate for best yes. actress though. Yes, Deborah Winger was also nominated, and they did I think not she, like each other. I I can kind of see that. I mean, it kind of works for the for the character the characters because they're it doesn't ever really feel like they love each other though so it's supposed to be like a love-hate relationship but it's not too much in the love yeah. side of things it doesn't really ever feel yeah it doesn't ever really feel like you you don't really ever, ever understand like why she's happy to go back to mom's house you know after she breaks up with her husband for instance or she's like thrilled to come home and you're like well really did they it doesn't really feel like they had that kind of relationship <laughs> but um i feel like she had the i feel like she had the, the hardest role and, and the um Deborah Winger, probably the probably the best. Yeah, Deborah Winger probably. I, I, I would, if I had to pick between the two of them, I don't think I would pick Sherman the Clan. I thought Deborah Winger had a. I mean, it's all about her too. It's another thing as far as like you know what's what's best actress, what's supporting. Right. You yeah, know, if, if there was only one main actress, I would say that it, it was Deborah Winger's character. Right, and you would th- you would think maybe they'd want to try and get one in supporting actress to. Yeah. You know, try for Let's that nomination as well, because right. also. Uh, Jack Nicholson here, he won for Best Supporting Actor. He had previously won for One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and I think he would, and he would win again for another James L. Brooks movie, as good as it gets in 1998, I believe. He plays similar, he's a very similar character. Very he's similar. Always this, well, he's, always, he's always playing this character. He's, I mean, he's, he's always, always, playing, he's always, he's, he's always playing Jack everywhere. Nicholson, which I'm fine yeah, with because yeah. he's fantastic. Yeah. But, he's good uh, at playing Jack Nicholson. Yeah, um, yeah he, nobody does it better, if you think about it. Uh, but he won out over his uh, co uh, co actor yeah. John Lithgow, which funny fact I did not know he was in this. Also, Jeff Daniels is in this movie. No yeah. idea that. I was like, what? De- the Deborah fuck? Winger, the, her, her her two love interests in the movie are are Jeff Daniels and John Lithgow. She's got a, like a thing for like dumpy, goofy <laughs> guys. Yeah. I don't know, uh... like, but... Although, you know, John Lithgow's not too, you know, John Lithgow's looking kind of dapper back then. I don't right. think Jeff Daniels I, ever looked, you Jeff, know, put together. I, you know what, but Jeff Daniels looks pretty much exactly the same. Like, maybe yeah, he, like, gained I mean. a little weight, but he's, like, that's, he's looking, he looks just fine, just fine. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, finally, the film won Best Adapted Screenplay based on the novel by Larry McMurtry. So it won, it, it almost won the five, the big five, but supporting actor doesn't really count towards it. Uh, in addition to that, it was also nominated for six other awards for a grand total of 11 nominations, five wins. Best Actress, Deborah Winger. Best Supporting Actor, John Lithgow. Best Film Editing. I think we might have some problems with that. You mm, sound like you have some yes. problems with that. Yes, it's, I do have it's, some a, it's an over two-hour movie. It does not need to be an over two-hour movie. Another one of those, it's another one of those. It absolutely is. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, best, uh, best Sound Mixing. Best Art Direction. Sure, whatever. And best original score when I, so I, I like I read that and was like no no this cannot be nominated <laughs> what score for best original the, score the, the, the TV the TV movie like it's garbage it's totally the TV it's, it's totally like it, the TV theme song thing or the if like cutting yeah, back it's definitely from like credits. a lifetime like TV movie kind of stuff like that that oh. um or like it's you know what it's like it's like the crappy music at the end of like a like a Full House episode where like the 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 moral comes into play and like yeah. one sits down and. There's maybe like the crowd goes, ah, it's that kind of music, that kind of just sappy, sappy music. Oh, it's so it's sappy. Really it, it's so sappy. It's unchanging. And I like it's it's like always there, but it's not a you should feel this now. Every time it came yeah. on, it was a why is this music on again? This doesn't seem appropriate <laughs> yeah. for this scene. What is what has happened? It's just this is very, very off. Uh, not a not a big not a big fan of that. But yeah. all right, but you know, with all that being oh, said, terms of endearment. This this oh. year, oh no, no, sorry, go ahead. What oh, about yeah. terms? Of, oh no, I know. I was gonna, I was going to segue into it. It did win out over some other yeah. films that we have some thoughts on. Alex, what else oh, was yeah, nominated we, uh, that year? We had also the the big ones where I would say the right stuff. Yeah, yeah, the right stuff. That's a good I movie, that and that's uh, that's uh, speaking of epics. Um, I haven't seen that in a long time, though. I I love it. It's about the 
of course, uh, the, the test pilots who became astronauts. Yeah. And uh, so another astronaut film, technically. Like, yeah, like that's, that's true. Two astronauts. Yeah. yeah, it is. Um, both astronaut movies. Oh, I didn't even put that, that, that together. The, yeah, that my, the key my dad loves the right stuff. It's yeah. just like I, I one of his favorite. Oh, nice. Nice. Um, we, we yeah, always, I, we still, uh, we still say, uh, "Hey, man, you got any, uh, you got any beamins? Yeah, Mike got me a stick, <laughs> something like that." He, he always, he's always saying that to me. I'm like, "Dad, come on!" I'm, I'm actually curious to, yeah, I'm curious to to check it out again because it's definitely one I, I enjoyed as a kid, but I don't know how it holds up. Uh, you know, I, don't, I don't know, man. Movies. It's I don't know, man. It's astronaut. It's, it's right. They're always <laughs> awesome. Uh, we also had uh, Lawrence Kasdan's The Big Chill. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was a. Uh, a comedy about a bunch suicide? of friends. About a bunch of boomers. Suicide. Yeah. But a bunch it's of goddamn a, boomers. Basically. Basis, the basis for thirty something. The show thirty something. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's huh. really. You know, just you know, boomers just looking, just navel gazing at themselves, oh, sucking that's... up all the resources like they do. <laughs> hi mom. Hi dad. <laughs> oh I love God. you lot. That's such a. <laughs> such a I, I, that's actually. I, I don't know if I, it's one of those movies. I'm not sure if I've seen, but I feel like I. Have, yeah. but I'm not sure. The cast is amazing. It's Tom Berenger, Glenn Close, Jeff Goldblum, William Hurt, Kevin Klein. Kevin what? Klein's in it? Oh. Yeah. I know that. And uh, I believe Kevin Costner. This yeah. is Kevin, Kevin Costner's yeah. first he was the... role. He was supposed to be the friend, but they never, <laughs> not they never showed. Not or, shown. Yeah. <laughs> All his scenes with his face were cut out. It was just, yeah. Yeah, it's um, He committed suicide. No one wants to see that. For reminder of that. No. Terrible. He's, what is ordinary <laughs> people. <laughs> what is this? So the apartment? <laughs> um all right so we got those two uh what else we got the dresser i have never heard of this movie yeah before. that's one of the movies it's, it's a movie it's a movie about a an actor's personal assistant oh so, sounds, sounds fantastic yeah it's based on a play uh, um yeah it's uh peter yates i have not heard of this i yeah. did not heard it at all so yeah that's that yeah i like some of these, I feel like it's so weird how some of these I just have not, you know, because I feel about it, like we're pretty well versed in, in cinema, but we, we you know, know, horror movies and sci fi and, and <laughs> oh, crappy are. action no, films. So, like, some of these I just haven't even heard of, like, yeah, it's, and these it's... were best, best picture nominees. Like, you would assume that you know, but it just shows you how some just, just disappear from, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, like, some, I mean, it's a, it's a question of what is what do they think will endure at the time and. Right. Just, you know, this is 33 years ago, so it's like, yeah. yeah, some of these will fall by the wayside. You know, Big Chill, Right Stuff definitely have and, held up, and finally yeah, Tender Mercies. Are, and finally Tender Mercies, which is another one that I've... You know, you know, I, you know I, I actually caught this on most of it on television a couple of years ago. Duvall kills it, man. He won. Right. He, uh, he he did uh, he did win Best best Actor for, uh, for this role. He's a aged country music star. Uh, it, was a lot, it was a lot like Crazy Heart uh, with um, Jeff... Hmm. Jeff Bridges. Uh, it's actually, it's actually pretty good. Uh, yeah, I watched Duvall playing an alcoholic country music singer. That sounds like that sounds like, like something. I'd... Yeah, I feel like it's not much <laughs> of a stretch for him, but no. yeah, whatever. Yeah, and uh, and and with this, I believe this is the first uh, slate of nominees in which all of the films begin with T, even if it's the. Mm. I'm still, I'm still very, very happy. Like, oh, that's, it, it totally counts. In terms of endearment, tender mercies, the, the big chill, the dresser, the right stuff. Boom, <laughs> T is coming at you. Um, but okay, so I'm looking at this and go, all right, there are some good movies in here. There's some like yes. fine movies that have endured. 1983 was a good fucking year for movies. Alex, it was. What came out yes. in 1983? Well, I know what you want to talk about. Well, yeah, right we'll, and we'll we'll get to that. I know. That, okay? I mean, I know. It. <laughs> what, Alex, what do you want to talk I, about? I, I know you want to talk about Mr. Mom. I do. Jaws 3D, <laughs> both the Bond movies that came out that year, and uh, a Strange Brew. Like, there you go. It's like, what else do you? Oh, what else do you do? <laughs> <laughs> there was actually so. Uh, this is a good year for comedies, though. We had Trading Places, <sighs> which I would still hold up there among oh, my one of the best top five. One of, I, th- um, I think it's my favorite Eddie Murphy movie. I really like that movie. Wow. It's yeah, so it's good. it's a really good movie. Um, what, what's what movie? I, I'm kind of I'm kind of confused. What movie are you th- most thinking about from this year? Jaws 3D. Oh, no, okay. we, I mean, again, again, we'll, again, we'll, again, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. What else? Uh, you also had National National Lampoon's Vacation. Mm-hmm. The original Vacation. Uh, I recently rewatched Flashdance. Yeah. Don't don't judge me. 
Uh, no, it's okay, you know I what? Like that movie. You know what? It's uh, I don't think it's actually it's particularly. You know, it's not particularly great. Technically speaking, that movie is actually pretty great. It got nominated for a lot of Academy Awards. Yeah, like like a lot of technical awards. Like, oh, this is mm-hmm. like a real movie, and the music is great, <laughs> and it's absurd, but. Uh, you got you just gotta love it. Like it's one of those it's like that and Footloose, those eight those bad eighties dance movies, just <laughs> they just got a special place in my heart. And it's it, to me it's kind of a comedy. It's an unintentional comedy, but it's totally a comedy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh well I think a couple it's a pretty good year for horror movies. Okay, so what do we, we got? Had, uh... Well, I mean, for, uh, Video Drone came out this year, which I, I, I still think people don't quite know what to make of that one. <laughs> I'm there's sure a, they didn't. Yeah, there's, there's a great uh, episode of the Pop Culture Lens podcast with our good friend and form and guest, uh, Chris Olson. They did an entire episode on Video Drone. I definitely r- recommend checking it out. They, mm-hmm. they go right into all of the, the stuff that Cronenberg was uh, talking about and how it's still relevant mm-hmm. even today. Definitely great. Definitely yeah. great. Shameless plug. Uh, <laughs> uh, we also had uh, Sleepaway Camp came out. Uh, not so much a great film as a shocking one, I guess. I'd still say that the ending is still one of the great shocking moments. Uh, definitely, uh, if you want to mess up a child's mind, show them that. Uh, why are you showing? Have, why uh, are you showing a child? I'm not showing a child. <laughs> I saw it as a child, but I didn't even know what the hell was going on. It was like one of those things. <laughs> I just think it's a slasher movie. Um, we had um, Cujo came out this year, which is uh, holds up better in your memories. Okay, I'll, it I'll believe it. <laughs> the dog is not as scary, and uh, Christine came out too, but that's another kind of like yeah, another middling. Yeah, king. but uh, but a uh, good king, Dead Zone came good out. King. Yeah, but that's yeah, that's the other one. Uh, oh. So yeah, it's a good year for King. Jeez, not think about yeah, it. There's a lot of King adaptations. Uh, yeah, Dead Zone, the 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 movie we're currently living in. Oh my god! Except that nobody is nobody is. Yeah. I said, shoot a baby. Yeah. Well, no, like he, it doesn't matter. He could do that, and it's gonna be some liberal <laughs> thing. I don't know. It's 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 terrifying. It's terrifying. He has access to the nuclear codes, folks. Yep. 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 All right. Let's uh, talk about real life. All right. Yeah. Oh, let's, let's microwave massacre. What is that? A, that's oh, not, God. you're making that's that up. Movie. I owned it on VHS. I don't know why. Um, this guy who has like this like uh, microwave the size of an oven and just cooks up a lot of people <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty bad <laughs> it, it was either for me it was going that way or somebody just like goes ham on a bunch of microwaves all like <laughs> declares a vendetta <laughs> against them <laughs> just goes ahead and go to pc richards and smash everything yeah, just just fucks them up dude yeah. uh, obviously the film alex was alluding to at the beginning uh is return of the jedi came out in 1983 as well um which you know what it's uh I you know what it when I was younger it was my favorite Uh-oh. because I love good con- you know triumphing over e- evil and you know I love the Ewoks didn't realize they ate everybody they ate all the stormtroopers that that messed me up when what? I when I wait you know, a minute yeah. what oh yeah is that what in do, the uh, what do you th- universe? What do you think they were doing to Han I, and I, Luke I, and Leia? Oh my before- god! Yeah, they were they were about to like. Like do something. Every, it's, we're pretty sure that Ewoks ate everybody. It's cooked them in their but their armor. but you know it's fun. It's fun. It was great, and you know I love the you know the fight scenes are amazing. I'm um, you know obviously to me Empire still is now the best. But Return of the Jedi special yeah, place in my heart. I do love it. It definitely hasn't held up as as well as the other two have. I've just recently watched all three, and um, yeah, the the first two have held up a lot better for some reason. I can believe that. Um, I can believe that. And I don't. There's a weird thing to mention right now. But have you ever seen the Ewoks, the TV movie, the Battle for Endor? No, I, I haven't seen. I have not seen Battle for Endor, nor have I seen Caravan of Courage, which is the Ooh, other. I have not seen that one. Yeah, the I, sequel to that. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen either. Um, I have. I for some reason I like had it on the tape. I recorded it off TV or something, and I think I saw Battle for Endor more than any of the other Star Wars movies while I was growing up. I think I saw it more frequently, and I always used to just watch this stupid movie. With Wilford Brimley, oh uh, Warwick Davis was was in it though. He was playing okay. Wicked. He's playing Wicked. And, uh, okay, that's good. Yeah, and there's like, a little kid and a witch, and I don't know. It's a really really bad movie. That's, that's but, weird. Um, what's what's happening? It's all. Wait, isn't also? Yeah. Isn't, shouldn't it be Battle for the Moon of Endor? Like, come on, people! Like, you got to be, got to be accurate here. 
But uh, Alex, yeah, so Return of, Return of the Jedi made more than twice as much money as any other movie, which was actually the second grossing movie was Terms of Endearment, which made just over 100, uh, 100 million. Return of the Jedi made 252 million. Wow. Yeah, wow. that's a pretty big hit for them this year. Yeah, I'll, I will say. <laughs> I will say. But uh, Alex, do you want to know the best thing that came out in 1983? Was it was it you, Steve? Yes. God damn it, you're ruining. <laughs> yes, it was, yes, it was the year I was born. Alex, stop, you know, blowing out my candles now. Thanks, Alex. <laughs> I'm gonna edit that out. No, I'm not gonna edit that out. Who am I kidding? <laughs> yes. I don't know if you. I don't know if you beat sudden impact. <laughs> <laughs> That's. That's true. Okay. Well. That was fun. Uh, uh, weird. Uh, just a, a weird side note. Uh, I was reading about um. How Gordon uh, Gordon Willis. So this was the first year that the cinematographer from The Godfather, The Godfather Part Two, and and Manhattan. Uh, this is the first time he was nominated for something. Yeah. Uh, he got best cinematography Zellig. for uh, for Zelig after. after God. Yeah, I, uh, but, I, th- I think he also he also shot Annie Hall. I think too. I remember I remember talking about how Willis never just like got anything. I think he might have yeah. done that. It's uh, it's 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 criminal that it took that long. He's one of the, he's one of the all time great uh, great yeah. ones. Uh, but um, I could probably talk about the movies of nineteen eighty three for a yeah. while. But we have to cut to a quick break, and when we come back, we are finally going to get into Shirley MacLaine, Deborah Winger, in terms of endearment. What's wrong with you? I got some good news. What's that? I'm unofficially pregnant. I mean, we haven't gotten the test back yet, but you know me, I'm never late. Well, now I don't understand. Um, if you're not happy for me, I'm going to get so mad if you're not happy. Why should I? Why should I be happy about being a grandmother? Does this mean you won't be knitting the baby any booties? (laughs) Flap. Every time you get more than two drinks in you, you confront me. And I won't have it. I won't have it, not in this house. So, Alex, the film of the day is Terms of Endearment. What are your what are your, what are your overall impressions of the film? It's it's a decent movie. I, I I enjoyed it enough. It's definitely overlong. It's it's I can see what it's going for. It's in every way a chick flick, which isn't a bad thing, but the way that it's the way that it's put out there, it's just it's it's a it's a little hard to get into, and it's it's kind of just more like a bunch of little vignettes than one interconnected movie. It's like a bunch of like things that happened during some person's life, and so yeah, not to spoil the movie, but uh, <laughs> you know, it, it basically it does. You know, I've been saying that a few times that it's about one person's life because it's all about uh, Deborah Winger, the character Emma's, uh, her life from baby to death. That's that's her entire life, and her mother, who's got this relationship with her. And, um, you know, very, very intense relationship, doesn't want her to ever leave, and is very mad at her when she does leave, and then comes back to her while she's, you know, in a hard time, and then, then dies, and then she's alone, and that's the movie. <laughs> so it's, 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 you know, it's, 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 a, it's a hard one to kind of sit through. It's, it's got a lot of things that don't really sit well with me. It's, it's good enough. It's got some funny moments. I don't know. I, I uh, wasn't sure what to, to expect going into this, but it's, it, it does feel like almost like this kind of... I don't know how much of this was like kind of the the setting for so many movies to come later on. Like how many, you know, I feel like this might have been like the the genesis of a lot of these kind of yeah, like st- kind of films. Steel Magnolias, Fried Green Tomatoes. Yeah, I mean even a lot of uh, even a lot of James L. Brooks films himself are play off. I mean they've got the very much the same kind of uh, the same kind of feeling. As good as it gets, the one we talked about is very similar. Jerry Maguire, uh, which he produced, similar yeah, to. There's there's a lot of stuff that you know he even did uh what did he just do oh he just did Age of Seven Edge of Seventeen which I haven't seen but I'm I'm assuming it's another similar that was kind James of James L. Brooks he really? produced it oh okay yeah. Just, uh, all right, all right. yeah yeah he's been producing more stuff still he's still going yeah that's um true. but although he did what like Simpsons movie I guess a few years ago <laughs> I like Seven, Simpsons movies yeah I know we've talked about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um. 
Yeah, I don't know. I uh, wasn't too big into it. I it was definitely one of those movies I watched. I'm like, okay, how was that a best best picture nominee? I wasn't really convinced it was uh, that good. Okay. What, what, what do you uh, think about it? Uh, generally, generally, it's all all the same, and get get to that part a bit later. But uh, so the film uh, is about you know Deborah Winger, uh, Emma Greenway, and her mother Aurora, played by Shirley MacLaine. Uh, earlier you said in the other section that you think Deborah Winger should have gotten the Oscar, and I am going to have to disagree with you on that. I did not like her performance. It, I think some of it has to do with the character just being kind of this this bratty hypocrite. Mm-hmm. But also, I, I just didn't like the way Deborah Winger portrayed her. She's almost so... I didn't feel I didn't I didn't I didn't feel like she did she did a particularly good job she didn't and, you know and whatever she was going for I think Shirley MacLaine outdid her in almost every regard Winger was like it was, she was like a high school level performance to me and I didn't feel the connection didn't feel the the humanity I didn't I also didn't understand why should I care about this character i I did care more about shirley mclean i found and even then shirley mclean's character was you know she was she's a hard one to love but i could yeah i guess all the characters are pretty hard yeah and that's kind of the problem with this movie though there isn't any likable characters too much they're they're all kind of very self-involved and right nobody really cares right is that is that is is that a thing that can take can bother you take you out of a movie or does it all depend on the it, characters. it is, or it depends on. Well, it depends on kind of what the point of the character. You know, it's kind of it's the movie is kind of trying to drag us into their their world, and it's kind of trying to um, it's trying to make us emphasize with these people. But there's not much to emphasize with. They're all kind of shitty people. Yeah, uh, they're all very very self involved. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, Aurora she... from the very beginning, you could see how how you know she needs this baby, but she's not really willing to sacrifice anything for her. She just needs her as a companion because her husband dies. And um and there's she's not she doesn't do anything for her daughter except like let her come back home when when her marriage falls apart. Mm-hmm. Um, but and but you know Emma she's she's a pretty crappy person too. She she's she's the one that's you know she ends up cheating on on her husband while while she's got a bunch of kids and then getting mad at him for flirting with a like a student a student I guess right at at his the school he works while he's got the his daughter strapped to him. Right. It's like but you've been cheating on him with. Right. Don and and, and I th- I think he I think he does end up cheating on Emma. Yeah. But mm-hmm. he either she, either she finds out and or he t- he tells her she never tells she, right. he never knows. And it, and we're not we're not putting Jeff Daniels' character, whose name is Flap, by the way, and I have to say, Flap. What every time I say Flap, heck, like what? What kind of name is that? What is the derivation Texas. of that? It's te- that is a. I'm gonna make Texas jokes. They make New York jokes in it, so that's that's fair. I like it. Flap Flap is no. He's no virtue. He's he's one of the shittiest ones of all because he walks yeah. out on his kids. Uh, oh yeah, can we talk about that? Like, yeah, we so can. Th- at the end, we could, <laughs> as a as a father, um, yeah. So Deborah Winger dies at the end because she gets spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. She has a talk with with uh, with her husband who who she's like, uh, who's mad because uh, her her mother wants to take care of the kids. Aurora wants to take the kids, and um, you know, kids can go live with grandma. And he's like, he's mad at her, and then he goes to talk to his dying wife about it, and he's like, well, you know. I don't really. I think I'm gonna mess it up if I if I have them anyway. Maybe you're right. <laughs> just gives his kids away, gives his children away, rather than rather than trying to hold his family together at right. all. He just immediately is like, you know what? I'm gonna fuck it up. Uh, just take those kids, you know, with the mother that uh, that produced my wife, who's uh, clearly a great, you know, supportive, loving mother. Great influence. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. Like and, that, <laughs> I definitely passed a look with my wife. Like, really? Because, like, you know. And then I was like, you know, I'm. I, <laughs> I them, I'm definitely. I'm gonna leave uh, my kids with the, my in laws if if she kicks the bucket. <laughs> but uh, she wasn't too happy about that. Um, yeah. Funny thing. Uh, you know, we have the we have the kid coming, and I haven't even met this baby yet, and already mm-hmm. I'm feeling the I'm feeling the sting of like parent like extreme emotional mm. parenting in in movies oh, yeah, and yeah. stuff hit me like a ton mm. of bricks in arrival and in this one i was like 
this guy's I was like, fuck this guy. This screw yeah. Jeff Daniels and his just, goofy, stupid face. Like, no, you gotta stick around, man. I don't even yeah, fucking, dude, I don't fucking have a kid. Those kids, like, yeah, you know that. You know that any child who's like, wait, my my dad said he couldn't take care of me, so I'm gonna he's gonna pawn me off on grandma for the rest of my life. You know, God, that's horrible. I don't think so, about I mean, it's not like God, and it's not like it's like something traumatic happened, and they had to like take care of the kids for a while or something like that. Where it's some some kind of awful situation where he was unable, like physically unable, to take care of his children. That's understandable. He's just like, you know what? Yeah, my wife, she's slowly, slowly dying for over months, and I, I don't know if I can get it together to take care of these these children that I that I had. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. He's a horrible person, and so it's, it's some of the part of the movie. It's like it's like, well, is this is kind of a condemnation of of uh of of men and then like they also kind of have this weird part where she meets those those people from new york who are all fancy and uh right. working mothers and they kind of put her down for being just a mother and not having a career and there's a weird like kind of the, the movie's also trying to almost it feels like it's trying to make a point about you know these mothers who don't take care of the children aren't good and they should be doing that and the fathers you know the, the fact as a father i get so pissed when ever like there's like some kind of like well dads don't know how to do that and it's like no like you know if you're if you're a halfway decent father you've done i'm not gonna say as much as the mother but a good amount <laughs> you know how to raise your goddamn kids i mean that always pisses me off that you know you always like the only thing I can't do is like hair. If you have a daughter, I'm never gonna. <laughs> you're gonna find this out. I don't know. I don't know how to do a ponytail. I, I, my poor kids always go out looking like like wild animals. Uh, but uh, okay. you know, it's a dad day. That's the one thing I can't do. But everything else, I'm pretty decent at. I think. Uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's I'll, I'll try and figure it out. <laughs> You'll figure it out. <laughs> but um, anyway, but. Yeah, so that kind of pisses me off in the movie. It definitely pisses. That's a that's a weird thing. So yeah, the movie tried to make these weird points. I feel like, but it's all like kind of very conflicting. And it's like, was it trying to make a statement about this? Because it goes out of its way to make this, these these statements in these moments. No, I, yeah, I th- I think the the ultimate the ultimate goal. Like I joked about how like oh, it's parenthood. I think that the movie is just saying like life. People are messed up. It's a very it's a very broad it's a very broad yes. brush they have here. You know, like none of like. Guys aren't good. Women can be catty. Moms and daughters can fight and not get along. And it's it just—it's more of a where I don't know if there's a moral point to it. It's just we're stuck in this ride and we're just gonna go up and down this mountain and these these hills and we'll just maybe hopefully enjoy ourselves for that's maybe what... two plus hours. Yeah, I, I guess that's what kind of annoys me about it is that it, these none of these people are trying to do better. They're, none of these try, people are trying anything. They're just kind of like going along with, you know, it's like more, you know, treating life like a, you know, like a roller coaster of, of lots of downs on that roller coaster, though, and and just not really doing anything to influence their own lives. None of them really try to better, except for her husband, who's, who's constantly looking for new jobs and new opportunities. He's the only person who's actually looking to better himself, it seems like. Right. In uh, some in ways. Way. In, in other, in in other ways, ways, it's doing bad. Well, yeah, by by messing up with his family, uh, but <laughs> so his family is kind of a his family is kind of a lost cause now. I think about. It. Yeah, well, <laughs> so and... maybe he's right. Dump those kids. Get, get the English. <laughs> yeah. Get the yeah. English uh, job, whatever. Right, English, but um, yeah, the ten, the head, head of English, head, head head of the English department at Kearney yeah. University. <laughs> Ooh. All right. Uh, obviously, one of the big draws of this film, and really any film, Jack Nicholson. Uh, your wife <laughs> found Danny DeVito. Oh well, I mean, the the two the two the, their uh, their powers combined, they're like Voltron, man, of like yeah. pudgy but charismatic yeah. dudes. It's, right. it's weird. Uh, so yeah. so Jack Nicholson plays uh, former astronaut Garrett Breedlove, Breedlove, uh, which is I don't like. First, I don't think they would let you into NASA with that name. They just just no, you're not you're not going to be an astronaut. Second, who thought Jack Nicholson? Should be an astronaut. I just want to know. <laughs> but, he's not. In, he's, like, he's not passing the physical tests. Like it was really rigorous oh, back oh, then. They talk about that. Like he doesn't fit in any. He's he's gonna let himself go. He's he's a he's he's living a life of excess after coming back coming back home. Yeah. from space. Yeah. What did you, of, what did you think of his relationship with Shirley MacLaine? Because it doesn't start. It starts off like like he belongs in Jack Lemmon's apartment. Like, well yeah, truly. yeah. He he says all kinds of awful. He says he says basically every every awful thing I've ever said to my wife and gotten like slapped for is <laughs> it's something he says like immediately to a woman he doesn't know. You know what I mean? Like he says things that like you should never say to a woman and you know it. 
but he he says it as a way of like, hey, how are you? How are you doing? Um, so yeah, he's a kind of a terrible person, and she's she's charmed. Well, she's not charmed by it. She's yeah. got some animal lust. That's right. All. It's 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 is that it? Because I can't yeah. uh, like I can I can understand like oh yeah you, like I understand like you have Jack Nicholson the got, older the, the older lady has to, has to has to go for him but I don't understand yeah. why this character would go for that I like maybe I do yeah just, well, is, is, could, is, 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 is it is it because he's not putting her up on a pedestal like these other schmucks like Danny DeVito maybe, and those, yeah. and those other guys no, and, she's got like five guys that are just hanging around in just, her in her apartment eating dinner for for ten years. And uh, and and hoping they get in their pants, and then you know Jack Nicholson just like you know comes out in the bathrobe, and it's over. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess that's all she's looking for. She's kind of she doesn't want she doesn't. It's weird because it's like she seems like she doesn't want a relationship, so she'd go for that guy, right? But no, she wants to turn him into her relationship. So right, and and she then you know like right, I guess so. Yeah, she wants to turn him, you know, for the straight now or something like that um but you know and it's weird because she starts off saying you know no what you know what are you ridiculous i'm not you know we're not engaged you know when they first start <laughs> you know start hanging you know hooking up and uh but immediately it turns from that into like you know like her getting all like jealous and mad at him like almost immediately and then it kind of i don't know it kind of ends off with him becoming a better man and being good with the grandkids and yeah, being kind of creepy and being like, "Oh, you want to see my pool?" into the, <laughs> to the, the grand, the, <laughs> the granddaughter. Yeah, the granddaughter. they do make an age joke. I'm glad they made the age, the obvious age joke to the, uh, right. the about the granddaughter who's like she's five. Too, she's, she's too old for him. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, he, yeah, but, yeah. I don't know. It's it's he. It seems like they're trying to make that character all these different things because he should have been like the kind of the flingy hookup guy, uh, you know, to get over you know, whatever she was going yeah. through, but no, it's just, she, she ponders him for a long damn time. Yeah. And she, and move. she didn't, she didn't have any guy to get over. She didn't really feel no. for her well, husband who that, died. That, 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 that wasn't really, yeah, she barely mentions them. She's like, there are no forlorn looks at like pictures or whatnot. Yeah. It's like, yeah. uh, it's, it kind of like when it first came in, it felt very perfunctory and like they they just had to put this in there for reasons because you got Jack Nicholson you got this romantic comedy and there should be some romance because there's not a lot of real romance between Deborah Winger and Jeff Daniels Winger's not no. good enough to carry to be as charismatic as Daniels who's actually kind of who's kind of fine Winger's just it's a black hole of charisma I, I, I find <laughs> wow. I don't find I, 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 I think it's I a character like her. her character I didn't, is kind I of her. I, I didn't like her, and I, and I hated her I death think... scene. I hated that. It was yeah, so well, it, was, it was it was so bad. That... I I actually I do one of those awful moments where like like the stupid asshole guy watching a movie has to say stupid com uh, stupid <laughs> comments to, to get uh, to get away from the fact that it's really sad on screen. And so I turned to my wife and was like, "Why isn't she dead yet?" And it's her enough. The next scene, she's laying there dead. Oh, <laughs> like, uh, kind of oh up. Alex, um, I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait to read your book, Foot and Mouth. All the dumb <laughs> shit you say to your wife. But yeah, no, I'm gonna like, turn into a three-hour movie. <laughs> God, your worst nightmare. Yeah. You know, yeah. the, the death scene bothered me because it, I because I didn't even know she died until yeah. they had to have this random ass nurse, nurse walk in and be like, "Oh, she's dead." Like. You could have made she, that she's more not obvious. Enough, she's not even she's good not enough actress to do it. To a daughter. Well, no, it's the thing. no, I don't I think don't, that. I, I, uh, I, I thought you, I thought you're the thing I, I thought was funny was that you know she's got the two you know the two closest people to her in the world sitting in the room and they don't even know that she's laying there dead until some random nurse comes in and you know just how close they were. Okay, they're, they're just sitting there, sir. Point, point to you. All yeah. right, I'll copy that. I'll be like, all right, and yes. it's, you know. It's actually a sad. It is a sad scene, though. Well, but that, yeah, you know, Shirley MacLaine carries it. That's true. Yeah, it's well, I mean, obviously, because Deborah Winger didn't carry anything. She's laying there dead. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a sad scene. Carry. It takes a while for her to. It takes the whole cancer thing. Felt like it dragged on and on, and like every scene was a goodbye to the kids, to the husband, to her friend Patsy, to mom. Um, and then, yeah. and then, and, and then, then oh, and, that's also. 
why, while uh, the kids are mourning her, the inevitable death of their mother, that's when uh, uh, Sheldon McClain decides to wail on one of them <laughs> while he's expressing <laughs> his grief. Can we, that's that's the point that you were talking about, where, where he, she just starts smacking the kid around. It's because yeah. he says something about her mother. The kid is grieving, and she's smacking him around. Right. Like, well, um, because, because she, well, she doesn't, you know, Shirley MacLaine and Aurora doesn't know intimacy all that well. And so she's just like, she just lashes out, and that's her first reaction. And then, and then it's the, the slap and the hug. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, that kid's not going to end up in a good place. No. Yeah, without a dad, too. Yeah. It's, oh, I'm it's, sorry. But we're... Uh, no, where was I? Where was I? Uh, uh, I threw you off. Yeah, you did. Oh, about... It's fine. No, it, uh, oh, um, the death scene happens, and then it everything gets wrapped up really quickly after yeah. that well, which if she's dead there's nothing more to the film it's all about her life i'm telling yeah, you it's, it's yeah like, but, it's, but they and uh but they wanted to show all these characters uh changing and, and advancing and that felt a little forced with aurora oh, changing and jack nicholson being okay with the kids, kids. and, was, and, like, and the and the, the the balls on jeff daniels to be at the funeral Hang out with his kids, knowing he is just mm. going to walk the fuck away. He's out. Yep. Fuck flap. <laughs> well, I mean, he did go. There's been a. He did go to their his uh, mother in law's house after she. Uh, she said she's not coming to his their wedding. She did immediately. Like, he did go over to their house. So he's done. He's he showed up in some awkward situations before. I was like, why are you at? Because because that's how it's, the movie starts is with a. Uh, uh, Aurora not wanting Emma to marry this guy Flap, who you immediately you're like, okay, I understand his name's Flap, but he turns yeah. out he's not such a bad, he's not, not such, such a, a bad, bad guy. guy. He's like everyone in the film is they're complicated, they're nuanced, and yeah. I and I can I can he's get all... that. I just still it doesn't none of it hit me. Yeah, as none of it hit me the way I think James L. Brooks intended it for for it to hit me. No, it, I think it, a lot of a lot of it fell that... flat. Yeah, I think it's one of those movies that only only hits you if you think about it in terms of your own life. That's mm-hmm. when it makes it sad. When you think about you know the the thought of your own child dying or you know you dealing with something like that, that's what makes it sad. But it could be any anything happening during the movie. Um, there are some there's some legitimately sad parts, but I wonder how much of it is that just me like thinking oh well, you know my own situation, uh, which is an easy thing for a film to do. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's a lot of the emotion is earned through the characters because there isn't they're they're pretty bland characters they're pretty vanilla everyone. Yeah, um, I wasn't I w- wasn't really taken by them. But Shirley, Shirley MacLaine gets by on just star power and you know charisma mm-hmm. alone. Everyone else, especially John Lithgow, who I think he was was he a bank manager or something like the most. <laughs> He's definitely got a boring job, some kind of boring, boring job. ass job. <laughs> Can we talk about his last scene? Yes. <laughs> He's, so he's he's been having an affair uh, with uh, uh, with um, Deborah Winger's character, and she uh, and he's he's like, could I have a picture of you? And she's like, well, I only got one of me and my husband. And he's like, that's okay. And oh, but they're at a Burger King, by the way. Uh, they're oh, outside yeah. of a, they're outside of a Burger King. So he gives she gives him a picture of his her happy family, and he cradles it like it's like you know like his long I don't know like his like someone's ashes or something like that. I don't know. He like holds it like he's gonna charge it forever. <laughs> I don't know, something. And 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 she drives away and he looks almost like happy and sad at the same time. And it's like you're he's always cradling the, the picture of and he's got a picture never of Jeff Daniels. Him again. Yes. Yeah, and that was it. That's it. I let cry into his whopper. <sighs> yeah, that was that was funny. It's like, oh Burger King. Yeah. You know, they're driving up to Nebraska. That's that's fine. It's fine eating there. It's fine eating. Yeah. Um Alex. Yes. So did you think that was the end of the story of Aurora you know Greenway? What? Did you? I did. Did you? I yeah, did. I did. It would be fine. Even That's though a... you know what, there, I did not. Uh, there weren't any terms of endearment in this movie. Yeah, I, yeah. No, no, there were no contracts to sign or anything no like that. There were no terms. It was just, <laughs> is it, is but there it wasn't be... even any. They say I love you once or twice. Right, I think that's twice. about it. There, it wasn't very. It wasn't very endearing. No. That, that's for sure. It was not. Uh, not so most... I thought you know. So, are you saying that there's been a chance to get more terms? Some yeah, terms of endearment? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's called it's called uh, terms of endearment two. Terms and conditions may apply. Uh, actually, 13 <laughs> years later, in 1996, Jack Nicholson and Shirley MacLaine, mostly Shirley MacLaine, reprised their roles for the sequel called The Evening yeah, which, Star. Which blew my mind. I had no idea this existed. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember seeing a trailer for this and going, hey, "This is like," and it's like. 
the sequel to Terms of Endearment. I'm like, who the f-? like even at 13, it's like, who the fuck makes a sequel to Terms of Endearment? That's no, that's it's weird. Director of it, fu- um, uh, the writer of Steel Magnolias and the First Wives Club does. That's yeah, that's that's who. It picks up a couple um, 13 years after the death of Emma. Uh, elder son Tommy's in jail. Younger son is See? unmarried. See? Yeah, unmarried with a kid working constru- ah. construction jobs, and Family the ruined. and the uh, the daughter is Juliet Lewis. So you know how that turns oh, out. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> so wait, she's like really like she's like wears like white dresses and she's a church goer. Oh yeah, she's, to- she's the, the pinnacle right. of uh, of teenage perfection. Oh God, she's okay. such a fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Juliet Lewis does do those characters really well though. Oh, she, I mean, okay, like, like, how old was she then? She must have been. She must have been uh, young, right? Really was, young. So that was 96. So. 96? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it, has, it also features an incredibly young Bill Paxton. Well, who looks incredibly young, Bill Paxton, in the very 90s, as a psychiatrist who eventually strikes up a, an affair with Aurora. Uh, Wait, I, is yeah. it her psychiatrist? Her psychiatrist. Yeah, he, he breaks oh. also. Well, he's he's a licensed licensed oh, counselor. No, no, definitely not. Anymore. Does he lose his job? Does he lose his job? No, they totally, oh, it, it, he just uh, it, he just fizzles. He fades away like Sam, pretty much. <laughs> I I saw I, I remember that there was a sequel. I'm like, oh yeah, maybe if I got time, I'll watch this. Uh, and it was after getting through Terms of Endearments. I was like, I don't know about this movie. I don't know if I want to see it. And I have to say, I was actually pleasantly surprised by the Evening Star. It is. Too long. It's over two hours again. No need for that. But um, it softens Aurora better than Terms of Endearment does. You know, it's, you know, it's her. She's trying to deal with the, the her kids that are all screw ups. Like Tommy, the older son, just hates her. He hates everybody. But you actually see her, uh, see Aurora help break, you know, bring Tommy back, and you know, he gets and gets him out of jail. And you know, it, it, it's it's supporting her daughter and dealing with Patsy, who also shows back up this time, played by Miranda Richardson. And her. Oh, so Patsy, and, Patsy's the uh, friend that wanted to take a uh, take a um, the kid's name. I forgot Melanie. the kid's name. Yeah, the, uh, it, Melanie. Yeah. She wanted yeah. she wanted to, only that one. <laughs> the kid that grew so attached to the um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. her friend's yeah. daughter, and like wanted to take the daughter and just you know forget the boys because. Oh yeah, they're 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 lost okay. causes at this point. Really strange. Um, they, they actually have a fun back and forth. Uh, Melanie, and, oh. um, Patsy, and Aurora, because they, they like uh, Aurora is very mad that Patsy is always trying to interfere in her business. But mm-hmm. eventually, they, eventually they make amends after some like fun, like charming and not really forced scenes. Jack Nicholson only shows up for a couple of scenes, but the movie is. Instantly elevated. It's just like, you're oh, like yeah. oh, he is this, like this is what you're waiting for. He I mean, ju- judging from the um, the original film, I wasn't expecting him to s- stick around. You know, they didn't seem like you know they kind of tried to make it seem like oh maybe he's going to be you know in a relationship with her. But I, I you know it's one of those things. Where, like you're not going to last. He's just being nice for the funeral, and then he'll be you know off on whatever adventure with whatever right, young woman. Right. He, yeah, he, uh, uh, yeah, he, but he's, he, he's the best part. He's he's the best part. He uh, he's actually married to some younger woman and has a daughter, and he's mm. like settled down and mellowed up. But he's still he's still, <laughs> oh man, he's still Jack Nicholson, and he's just <laughs> so good in it. And there's there's this, there's this great scene where they're ba- they're back on the beach on a beach, mm. and they're dr- and they're driving the um, the Ferrari or the Porsche oh, or whatever okay. along, and they're 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 um, Scattering some ashes, the ashes of uh, uh, Aurora's a spoiler of Aurora's nanny who um, who died or like assistant who died, and it was it was actually like a really great scene. And overall, yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. I wasn't I wasn't but angry at anybody. Um, I don't know. Like I th- I think I think I'm, I I think maybe the first one is probably a better movie, but that could just be because mm. it's more talked about and mm. uh, it's it has lasted longer, but. The Evening Star oh, wait, I does... find is actually worth uh, worth worth a watch if if you got the time. It's if does... and, and if you want to know what happens. Does Jeff Daniels? Yeah, you know it's funny because I'm, I'm actually kind of curious now what happens. <laughs> it's so weird. I'm like I'm just saying about like I don't care about these characters and now I'm like well what happened? <laughs> um, but did uh did Jeff Daniels character show up or nope. just you just he's, he's, no he's not me- at all? He's mentioned briefly and that's about it. Wow. Yeah. See. Yeah. Ruined a... See this shows. 
Yeah, let's see. Who's yeah, but you know what? Even the strangest movies can get sequels. The Sting also got a sequel, another movie that yeah. won Best Picture. Just very odd. Oh, and uh fun fact, they uh at one point uh one of uh Aurora's suitors, because she has still suitors, a general is Again. Watch, is watching yeah. <laughs> The Bridge on the River Kwai, and I'm like, hey, hey that movie won Best Picture. This am. is a sequel to a Best Picture movie, so fun little Fun little fact right there. Oh, apparently a big bomb, uh, box office bomb yes. on a budget of twenty million, made back twelve. Oof. Ouch! That doesn't seem yeah. right. Yeah, no, it was, it was uh... for a beloved best picture winning movie. I guess you know it's it's one of those ones that didn't didn't stick. I guess maybe I guess maybe people were just happy to have been a part of this particular chapter in Aurora's life and didn't need to see how or, what happened afterwards. Yeah, or well, or maybe it was just the fact that they didn't name it. Uh, you know. Terms, terms two, terms harder, or, more, you know, more ter- terms. Uh, t- two terms, two conditions, <laughs> or uh, endearment. Two terms, two endearment. No, no, yeah. I'll, fig- I'll figure that out. Um, so, uh, Alex, overall, getting back to terms yes. of endearment. Yeah, it's a no Did for me. The, no, okay. <laughs> Let's skip the whole preamble. Yeah, no, I, I don't think this is the best picture winner. I don't feel like this is a the the best of the year. I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, certainly with, it's enjoyable. Yeah, it's fine. If I, I think if I were, if I were a woman, if I had, you know, a mother or or, I don't or think daughter, it's even or something, that. I know, I, I think that may have a lot to do with it. I think, I think it may. Well, like, it, I, well, I can't, I can't what relate you bring all to it. it. Yes, I guess I don't know. My wife wasn't wasn't big into it, even you know, being a mother and having a mother. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, it obviously, um, but. Yeah, I don't know. She she wasn't. I think she was actually less impressed than I was. But um, I don't know. I guess maybe you bring more to it. The more you, the more connections you have to the film itself, no, um, the better you can get into that's it. Probably that's probably true. That's probably true. Yeah. But uh, I'll I'll have to say I don't think this is best picture material either. And I'm I'm getting t- I'm getting a little tired of having uh, some not like not really stellar yeah, best picture best picture Damn winners. Let's blame yeah, it on come on. Yeah, McClane. Shirley McLean. Two out of you know zero out of two. Come on. Come on, man! Uh, <laughs> you're, you're Shirley MacLaine. I know we like it. I love Shirley yeah. MacLaine. She's she's. I mean, let's let's not blame her. Yeah, so, we could, yeah, it's we could blame a lot of things. Won't won't put it all on her. She was <laughs> to me the best, the second best part after Jack Nicholson. Um, Alex, it is yes. going to be. It is December now mm-hmm. when this when this is airing, and so it's Christmas. You know, Christmas is coming up. I'm feeling festive. But I also mm-hmm. am feeling like I want to watch something maybe a little fun that reminds me of Christmas's past. So, mm. uh, ladies and gentlemen, here listen Santa to, Claus, li- one listen and two. To, yeah, totally. Gonna, we're going to watch all three Santa Claus movies. There's a third <laughs> three. One. I think oh, there Jesus. may even be a fourth one. I'm not sure. Epic, you can look that up. Epic trilogy. The epic trilogy Santa Claus. No. Um. Uh. Fifty. Oh God. Fifteen years ago. Uh, oh God. Uh, Certain movie came out and it it changed things for me, and we are going to honor it and its two sequels uh, through the month of December with uh, hopefully a very special guest list of uh, guest hosts for you. Uh, and yes, we are going to be for the next three weeks until Christmas. We're going to be doing the Lord of the Rings trilogy, all three of them. We're nominated for Best Picture, and one of them even won Best Picture, so it does a fantasy? count. A fantasy movie. We haven't even had a sci- <laughs> like. We haven't even had a sci-fi movie win and a fantasy yeah. movie won. <laughs> Madness. Yeah, this is definitely going to be one of those once and done things. So that's good that we'll, we'll stretch it out. I mean, it, it, I, we all know that Return of the King didn't win it for Return of the King. Right. We didn't. We can. We'll, we'll get into that in the episode. But we all know what it. What that award represented, all those awards rather represented. It wasn't. It didn't win the best picture just for that one movie. It, it was a, you know, it was for a combined effort. monumental it's, achievement it's a, that a, nobody a, thought would ever happen. I mean, this was this. This is still a weird. It's still a weird hit to me. It's it's, it's a strange <laughs> movie to be as big as it is. It's doesn't it doesn't doesn't seem right that these movies would be as as popular as they were. They were massive, That's and huge. you look at it now, like how did. How did movies about a bunch of little guys with hairy feet, you know, <laughs> with, with jewelry uh, fixations? They, just, how did this happen? I don't know. Um, all funny names and everything. Right. But uh, yeah, it, I'm glad it did. I, 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 I was I'm, so, I'm so glad it did. It's been a couple of years since I've seen them, so I'm looking forward to yeah, uh, to, the, to the rewatch. And I own it on 
I bought it on Blu-ray, or I got it as a gift, rather, on Blu-ray, and I have not watched it. Except a couple – I had to pop on, like, Helm's Deep to, oh, you know, test yeah. out the sound system because what do you do? Obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I haven't had a chance to revisit in a uh, glorious Blu-ray, glorious, although I'm sure there's, a, there's probably got 4K Blu-ray out or something now already. <laughs> probably something. Like that. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, so, folks, next week on Oscar Watch, Fellowship of the Ring, and followed by Two Towers – capping off with our Christmas episode Return of the King if you would like to get in touch with us you can find us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram at Oscar Watch Pod find us on iTunes, like and subscribe and if you just feel like doing it, give us a star rating, any any number will do, we like five but we'll take whatever you like, uh, whatever you want to give us and finally if you'd like to get in touch with us the old fashioned way, you can reach out to us by email at oscarwatchpodcast at gmail.com or snail mail. I can, we can, you can, you, PO box? you can, I, you can IM me on Facebook or something and we can, we can discuss if you want to send some weird, creepy fan gifts or whatnot. That's, I, hey, I'll accept them. It's tis the season of giving. <laughs> We're looking forward to it. Alex, where can people find you if they want to get in touch? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, just Alex Riviello. Pretty simple, or AlexRiviello.com. I couldn't even say my own name there. You saw that? I tripped over <laughs> my own. <laughs> Good luck spelling it, but, uh, yeah, you can find me on online. I'm always, I'm always around. He's always around. He's always playing Tomb Raider. <laughs> it's a really good game. Okay. The new one's really I, good. Uh, I need, I'll need to check it out after the hundred hours of Witcher. Or so. yeah. Good luck. <laughs> You'll never get out. Any, uh, <laughs> anyways, this has been Oscar Watch. Thank you for sticking around. Until next time, we will see you on the red carpet. She used to be my-